0: Welcome to the Australian Weight Loss Surgery Podcast, where every two weeks we explore all the aspects of the weight loss surgery journey. We'll hear from a range of experts, including bariatric surgeons, psychologists, patients, and dietitians, sharing up-to-date, informative advice to help fast-track your long-term weight loss success. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Australian Weight Loss Surgery Podcast. I'm Jackie Lewis, and today I'm so excited to have Lexi Crouch on board. Hi, Lexi. Hi, Jackie, how are you doing? Good, I'm well, thank you. Thanks for coming in. I'll just do a little bit of an intro. Um, You're a mum of one and you've got your own personal experiencing with uh, disordered eating. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, Through your journey to now, you've made some solid connections and shortcuts. So you're passionate about sharing with others. Um, also Lexi you've channeled your energies into becoming a voice for disordered eating through the Butterfly Foundation and you've appeared on national TV and on top of that even completed your Bachelor of Health Science in Nutritional Medicine definitely a go-getter and always a delight to be around so thanks again Lexi for coming um, and sharing your thoughts and experience on this delicate issue of uh, disordered eating um welcome
1: oh thanks jackie it's an absolute pleasure to be here and um the work you're doing is absolutely amazing in the field as well it honestly is i guess it's probably one of those times too that um it really is a privilege to be able to share with anyone who's going through something similar because essentially your life uh, does stem from, I guess, the experiences that you've had. And I strongly believe that once you've gone through something, it's just time to give back. So thank you so Mm. much for having me on board, Jackie.
0: And thank you for giving back. So I'll get started. I just wondered if you can give us a snapshot of your journey so far and just a bit of an insight into your relationship with food over your lifetime.
1: Uh, Absolutely, Jackie. I have had quite the journey. Um, Most of my life... uh, from the younger years was to do with the obsession with food, weight, and shape. So if you're experiencing something uh, quite similar to the matter, it uh, is something that has gone into, uh, gone on uh, in society for a while and um, essentially can happen at a young age. So for me, I started my issues around seven years old that essentially they stemmed from a bullying experience. So I was much like your typical seven year old uh, little girl that really didn't know too much about life yet or how you should be feeling or thinking in relation to your body. And um, I had a comment that was given to me um, that was based off the relationship of what we knew about health back in the day. So it was a comment um, directed at Jenny Craig asking if she was my best friend. Um, So basically implying that I was overweight for seven years old. Mm. I didn't know anything about this time. So I went home and I asked my mother um, who Jenny Craig was. And it was just one of those moments, Jackie, you know, in life where you don't know much at seven years old, but you could feel the pain in your own mother's eyes that their daughter had just been bullied for their weight. Mm. yeah so it was quite a time back then and this is in the 90s so I'm now 32 years old right? Um, but this was back then where we didn't know about health or the importance of nutrition or basically our icons of um, being healthy were those figures of Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers thinking that this was all we knew before we delved in deeper So, my parents, thinking that they were doing the right thing at the time, um, started me on Weight Watchers around seven years old, where I learned a lot about calorie uh, counting and food in that way. So, basically, my journey uh, really concentrated on my whole appearance and uh, the whole dieting world from seven. Seven years
0: old. That's very young. And I think, too, when you look at that, um, the things that and you're um younger than i am but i remember in my uh younger years you look at our role models like the barbie doll and just how Mm. we were unbeknownst being kind of dictated to around those kind of subliminal images around what is the right way to look and um how a girl (laughs) should look and um, present herself
1: yeah absolutely jackie and that that's That's how it was. I don't think we knew what we knew now at the time, and that's, I guess, the exciting parts of Journey is things do get unfolded that way. But Mm. there was that whole world and that culture Mm -hmm. around um, the Barbie doll and Weight Watchers and um, having those really radical diets. Remember the ones where it was just black coffee was considered a meal because we did (laughs) all those ones that our grandparents would have um, engaged in because we just didn't have... um, the ability to study like you and I both have with our degree um, to really get a picture of what health was. Yeah. So my parents definitely thought we were doing the right thing at the time and mm. being that seven-year-old, um, most of my friends I remember were concerned about how much cake they could eat at a birthday party whereas I was constantly calorie counting and it became my world. So mm. by the time Quite I was 13...
0: Ingrained.
1: Yeah, very ingrained, Jackie, that's the word, exactly. So by the time I was 13 having it very ingrained, I was um, under the diagnosis and in the full-fledged scale of an eating disorder, which uh, essentially went on to be much of my life or up to starting my recovery journey, uh, around 25 years old.
0: Right. And what was your classification, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm an open book. So Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed... at 14 with an eating disorder, so predominantly anorexia nervosa okay. um, was the official diagnosis, but we know with eating disorders, they can range from many different behaviors. And I think that's also a view that's not really taken um, with an eating disorder. A lot of people don't feel worthy uh, to say that they've got an eating disorder because they might not fit all of the criteria where essentially it is can be a range of, um, I guess, uh, behaviours or things that you're engaged in that do make you have an eating disorder or um, disordered eating, which should not be taken lightly at all. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was from that... Oops, sorry,
0: Jackie. That's okay. Just on that, like if, if we were someone who's going about their lives and they're not sure if there's an issue there, what sort of things would you say are kind of the key standout traits of perhaps we should have a deeper look at the way I'm managing my relationship with food.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so I think anybody that ha- is having even a concern or that conversation in their head of, is this okay? Is there something wrong with my eating or the way I am? Is the definite one, uh, definite sign that you should be asking for help or mm-hmm. even getting an inside view that something isn't going right because essentially our relationship with uh, food weight and shape should be one that um, shouldn't even cross our mind. So if we're spending too much time thinking about what we're eating or our appearance and it's overtaking our daily life, mm. it is definitely a time to reach out and get support wherever you can.
0: It's a great kind of benchmark, isn't it? And, um, and you know, it doesn't really um, take much to qualify for that kind of thinking. Um, and I know from my own perspective that that's kind of what led me to nutrition, is um, kind of the pendulum swinging in the opposite direction from um, an over connection with food and exercise in my younger years as well. Um, And I think that's uh, been the positive is that I've kind of channeled that energy into a more positive kind of outcome with investigation and looking at um, that big picture of health and balance rather than, you know, I think, Um, A lot of us can get into eliminating food groups and trying this and doing this this week and, you know, setting up all these different structures around our food that, um, yeah, it just does take up a lot of headspace and energy as well.
1: Oh, definitely, Jackie. And I think, um, as you probably know too with your studies and um, going on that journey as well for yourself, that you know at the end of the day that essentially you just want to feel good and there have to be these avenues through Uh, your diet and your intake and the way that you feel about yourself that it all has to connect eventually so I completely relate with why you take your studies further around nutrition to develop I guess a life that doesn't involve such that rigid thinking or Mm. even control uh, what goes on from day to day because essentially life is meant to be enjoyed and um, you know food shouldn't be seen as scary it's seen as um something that's nourishing us and keeping us going to be doing the things that we want to be doing with our life.
0: Exactly. I think that's the key too, is looking at its purpose, you know, keeping us going, keeping us healthy, health, keeping our minds healthy, that sort of thing, rather than sort of this, I think also over the last maybe 10 or 15 years, the the focus on food in our daily lives and um the understanding that every meal should be this incredible experience when you look at all the TV shows that are focusing around, you know, MasterChef and My Kitchen Rules and that sort of thing. I think it kind of um, pervades that idea that, um, yes, food is wonderful, um, but it also has a purpose and it's, it's basically it has a job to do and that's to nourish us. Um, so not every meal we put on the table should be an extravaganza.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah, you just absolutely nailed that, Jackie. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And it's, I feel like when you do develop that healthy relationship with food, it's more listening to the signals of going, I'm hungry, and you have more of that intuitive connection of knowing what you really do need to eat Um, instead of um, kind of basing it around these extravagant meals or what I should be cooking, you develop that really nice place um, Mm. where you generally do know what you want to eat and have that connection there.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And do you feel, um, you know, um, what do you feel has been the key in your um, transitional thinking and your understanding of um, looking after your health and the way you think about food?
1: And that was a great segue into that one jackie because i feel i can speak so openly about having that uh, connection where with your body where you do know how you uh feel around food or what you want to eat but that wasn't the case for me at all from having this eating disorder for years for 15 years of my life i was so disconnected from my own body so it was all well and good for somebody to tell you that. Just eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. But being that disconnected, you had no idea what was going on with your body. So mm. there were periods um, post the anorexia that you could end up binge eating and um, compensate just as part of the cycle of disordered eating because you had uh, very much thrown your signaling out the window. So, what really helped me in the long run, I um, was in the medical system for many years and um, we tried many different treatment programs so i had up to 25 hospital admissions in my time and my parents just never gave up searching for the right option Mm. so essentially um conventional medicine um really saved my life i was in some very um life-threatening situations there but as more of an ongoing um, recovery process i started working with different modalities so yoga became a fundamental tool for me and jackie i would have laughed at the idea if somebody had told (laughs) me to go and do yoga after sitting with something that was so intense with this eating disorder of something that would control my life and getting the benefits from it because as we know with dieting it's not just a little side project that you do Mm. it essentially can take over your life so was very much um laughed upon when um I was told to go try this yoga but by the point that I had started my recovery journey I was sick and tired of being sick and tired Mm. so it was something that very at the bottom of the barrel I decided that I'd give a shot and I started I went to my first class And I would love to say that I walked in there and it changed my life, but it didn't. (laughs) At first, I just had no connection at all. And it was a very uncomfortable place trying to sit with myself. I think I only lasted about 10 minutes in that first yoga class before I packed up my mat and left. Yeah. And um, I was already feeling uncomfortable in my own body, um, knowing that, yes, I had physically restored weight, but I just wasn't comfortable then. So that was my first experience and it took some time. I revisited a couple of years later and found a style that worked for me. And that was something that um, eight years ago, I started embarking on my own um, recovery process there. And it just became that tool that I started to practice daily and really start to develop that relationship with myself Mm. and um, the whole body connection there that allowed um, for a lot of organ repair as well. There was a lot of damage from um, the disordered eating and um, finding my way through health there.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And it is interesting when we find these, what we call alternative ways of looking after ourselves with such as yoga or, you know, Um, the more alternative route. And it it is always when we're at the end of the end and that always surprises me that, you know, it pops up to be this um, absolute blessing in the end when we finally get there. But I think that's also part of the journey is kind of exploring and just finally um, settling on what is working for you, but also trying, you know, all different sorts of um, ways of getting in touch with your own body and your own psyche and i think um mindfulness and yoga and that sort of thing have been are now more well researched and proving to be almost a key to um bringing us back to ourselves and reconnecting with um what am i thinking what am i feeling um and that's not easy it's um something that you like you said doesn't happen the first time you turn up
1: <laughs> yes yeah exactly No, you um, really um, nailed that there, Jackie, too. And it is, um, I think, um, for many of us that have um, been on that dieting journey or disordered eating or even diagnosed as an eating disorder, we know that it can be that very internal journey. Mm. A lot of the time um, we've got that self-talk that's going on to us that we feel ineffective, that for us to maybe perhaps fit into society um, that... We have to go down this path because this is approved so a lot of the time it is a very internal um, journey that you're taking um taking that does allow you i guess um to really appreciate that mindfulness or yoga or whether it be breathing or time with yourself because essentially you've already spent some time with yourself it might not mm-hmm. have been the happiest of places it can be deep and dark when you really are going through that dieting process. You feel that, as I said, ineffective, but yeah. essentially you have got to know yourself some of your darkest parts. So when you may and go practice something else, um, it is spending that time again and you get to see the really lovely parts that have always been within you. But we might've broken that down by thought mm-hmm. that society cast upon us.
0: Absolutely. And I guess that's what we're doing is getting past those belief systems and ideas that weren't even planted by us at an age like you, like seven, um, we're such victims of our environment and just um, can see how easy it is for just one phrase or one comment to just change somebody's life. It's just incredible. And um, so, Lexi, along the way, it doesn't sound like it was easy, but what was the biggest challenge that you met along the way?
1: Uh, So it was, I'm lucky now I can speak um, from living a, really lovely life, like yes, you know, you will always have your challenges in life and that's part of the experience while we're here. But during the midst of the eating disorders, it was challenging. Every day felt more or less one of those deep or dark kind of places that were really hard to get out of. And I think the biggest challenge for me during that time was the fear of letting go of that to trusting that there was something better on the other side I think um, I had lost a lot of trust um, over the whole journey of that. I believed that um, I had to look a certain way for people to like me. I had to, you know, be a certain way to get that job or perhaps even get married. My whole worth was really based on uh, the way I looked and I'm not sure if that was something that, I was always headed towards or that was something I picked up by those societal views. But that Mm. became a challenge and I'd completely lost trust um, for everything around me. So I think um, my biggest challenge honestly was um, just trying something to break out of something that kept me so comfortable for so long Mm. and giving something else a chance. Yeah. It's yeah, so certainly I've... a
0: comfortable discomfort, isn't it? And to to trust that there is something, you know, different or better or, um, you know, a different way of operating, it's hard to see. It's like we don't know what we don't know.
1: Exactly, Jackie. And it was definitely that. And um, I think I was just so ingrained in my own pattern. And um, I outright say that recovery was probably the hardest thing I've done in my whole entire life Mm, but um that being a challenge in itself but going through that it just got to teach me a lot about myself and um it's never a waste of time I think sometimes we think that other people are ahead of us in life um because you might see them you know perhaps doing something with a work venture or something else um, that might be rewarding in that regards. Not really knowing that our own recovery process is a time that um, you're setting up the foundations Mm. to really have a good life after. So it's never a time wasted. It's actually a really great opportunity that not everybody gets in life to that's exactly right. yourself.
0: Yeah. And I guess from that you take a richer experience. I think they say a life that's examined is a richer life in that way. It doesn't seem easy, but certainly once you can um you yeah. know work your way through that process and find that place, that's a total reward, isn't it? It's incredible.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I know um <laughs> You know, I just, my face will light up when I see the sunrise every morning from being yeah. in such a dark place. And, you know, it's always hard to hide your excitement these days, Jackie. And you know, <laughs> you get some people that must look at you going, what is wrong with that girl? But we've all been on our experience and we've all seen some things. So it is that value to just really have that place of just appreciating the little things from yeah. having gone through those dark places. And you do get to a point where you just don't really mind what people think of you anyway post the whole recovery um self self journey anyway so yeah. <laughs> and there's
0: an incredible transition isn't it how did you really get th- like what were the processes you used or um were you supported by somebody in particular what sort of therapies outside of the yoga did you explore
1: ah uh, so i also believe that um when you're meant to meet the right people and the doors start opening they do i mm-hmm. um Came across a great therapist um, who happened to be an acupuncturist as well, but essentially it was finding a person that I could connect with. There are a lot of therapies out there, and um, they're all fantastic, and different things work for other people. But for me, it was really finding somebody that could trust that I could trust, and just. Um, I really clicked with and he remained my um, therapist and mentor for years to come and still is to this day um, by just taking that time to listen and seeing me as a person. So Mm. that had a lot of power in itself was um, finding somebody that um, you could really connect with just to talk because there is a lot that's stored on with eating disorders or disordered eating because you tend to bottle things up thinking that you might not have that worthy nature to say things out loud, so it was a combination of finding a great therapist and um acupuncture worked really well for me in the regards of um just it did a lot of um organ repair for me mm-hmm. that um I'd uh taking my body pretty far to the extremities there, so that started with the whole real be uh rebuilding process and um again when we were talking about our studies of nutrition so seeing food how it can actually benefit you like really changing that picture of not the input versus output this is bad food this is good food losing that whole thinking of that black and white thought train to let's look at a broader picture here and um generally jackie i believe that by breaking down those blocks in life um it just started to really work for me and a lot of doors started opening through recovery that way
0: it's amazing and it's not a it's not a fast process but it sounds like you're just persistent and you know found the right people and i think that's one key is that if you're looking for help and the you know, the first person you see is you're not quite sure about, don't stop there, just keep on persisting. And, um, you know, generally I think once the student is ready, the teacher arrives. Yes. Um, so it's all about, and like you said, nothing's wasted. So um, even if you feel like there was a period you spent with, you know, one particular practitioner that, The outcome isn't finished, Um, it is a process and it does take time. So, looking at that kind of multifaceted approach from you know getting some good guidance on nutrition as well as um, looking at connecting with your body, and so I don't think there's one person that can be the full answer.
1: No, I totally agree, Jackie. And I believe everyone that comes into your path they're always planting that little seed. So, even something that they say to you at the time, you might think that's outrageous or ridiculous they don't know me sometimes Mm -hmm. you find yourself revisiting that five years later because you're quite ready then to hear what that person had to say so it is interesting the whole process and um, what I found is you do meet the most remarkable people along the way and just the amount of people that have the time to give back and listen to you in that regards has also been Mm -hmm. a huge process in itself
0: it's amazing and so on that point where do you suggest if any of the listeners are sort of starting to put the feelers out for support where do you suggest um, is a great place to start with gathering some information or looking at you know who might help in this area
1: so my number one in this area would be to contact the butterfly foundation they are absolutely incredible so they are the australian overseeing picture for eating disorders and body image issues so Mm -hmm. again don't feel afraid to ever reach out if you think that there might be something that's going on. Eating disorders, we do it does not discriminate. You do not have to fit into a category. And this is why we also talk about the whole uh, body image issues. So if it's an issue and um, it is causing something to you, you are worthy to uh, seek that treatment. And they offer online groups. They have a helpline that is available from 8 a.m. till 12 a.m. every day where they've got counsellors. You can remain anonymous who will talk to you to get through because we know that this is a hard job to having it, to have an eating disorder or issues of the sort. Um, it's, there are people there who do listen and are able to be with you should something come up um, that mm. you need to talk about. And um, I'm a Brisbane girl, so locally, um, Eating Disorders Queensland's offers similarly there's also group programs and again eating disorders do not um discriminate so whether you fit into a criteria criteria of anorexia bulimia binge eating or body image issues they are more than happy to help
0: that's wonderful we'll put all of those in the show notes for this particular podcast and um, just some other links and contacts for um, great resources and support for our listeners um included in that would be great i'll include glenn mcintosh's uh, contact details again I've, um, if you've been listening to the podcast you'll know that glenn and i have done a few sessions together as well and his approach is also very much what lexi's been discussing it's very much about the mindful eating and the just getting back in contact with yourself and listening um to the body and what's kind of going on there um lexi are there still things that you can slip back to when life gets challenging
1: Uh, these days Jackie I can happily say no I know um, it has been um, a long recovery journey so I'm probably into my ninth year of recovery possibly two years ago I might have said that stress might have got the better of me Um, that was something that it was just a pattern that um, that's how I would handle my stresses I would slip back into the eating disorder however during this time of having my yoga daily practice and I'd like to point out of having exercise addiction it is not the same every single day there's days that you're listening to your body it might just be turning up on your back for a gentle stretch there might be days that it might be a more vigorous practice but essentially that has kind of replaced or not kind of it has replaced um when I would go back to the eating disorder to be a feeling or experience in my body that I know is going to nourish me and actually make me feel better than the eating disorder did so right. I know that there are times that I might like to spend a little bit more time on my mindfulness or on my yoga mat um, and I never say never you never know life can throw you all sorts of curveballs, but it is very nice to uh, have a place that you know that you can always go back and feel good, which was essentially what I was always trying to do with the eating disorder was it was my safe place
0: yeah right it's amazing what can feel safe isn't it you know and just the transition you can make from having that feel like your safe place to a beautiful peaceful you know um, time with yourself and and understanding yourself to the point where you know what you need on a daily basis and i think that's the key is um Looking back from also my experience where vigorous exercise was the key to everything, in my opinion, um, it didn't matter how tired or how much I'd done the day before, I could still throw myself into it at 110%. to have that balance of, um, yeah, I don't really feel like running today, I'm just going to do some stretching because that's what I need and that's what's going to get me through the day feeling better. Um, that's a real key to um, understanding, I think, um, what you need. And as well with food, I think now there's that um, kind of internal understanding of I need some protein with that or I need more veggies. Mm-hmm. or And it's it just becomes this innate conversation rather than, a dictatorship and i think that's where that rigidity gets um left behind and that more organic approach to exercise and how we feel not so much kind of how we're looking all the time which is a real key and it comes with work and um, introspection and uh, focus i think Um, would you agree
1: Oh absolutely Jackie and it is definitely what you're saying you know that when that is happening in your life that you're definitely on that path to liberation which is essentially how you do really want to feel at the end of the day to be free of something and it gives you that just that really nice experience to be able to know that you trust yourself and life has got you and basically that's really what you want to be asking for at the end of the day it's just the best feeling after feeling like you've been tormented for years yeah
0: absolutely and as a mother how do you feel that your understanding of all of this will um be a support to your daughter and maybe friends of hers that you experience along the way
1: i'm quite looking forward to this jackie actually it's um there is a genetic link with eating disorders and um, there has been some patterning in the family line and i'm wondering if um this is kind of the circuit breaker Mm. Um, where it kind of models to my daughter that um, food is just food. And I say that, it sounds very lightly there, but that was something that I used to work on for years of my life (laughs) to see that food was just food. So I'm hoping that this kind of um, just sets up that, healthy role modeling that, um, there might be something a little bit more to life than, um, obsessing about what we're putting into our mouths or how our bodies look. And, um, you never know, um, as life happens and, um, a person as an individual, um, Mm -hmm. may take their own path, but I like to think that, um, at this point she's four years old at the moment. So very much, um, starting to see that personality to develop, (laughs) um, that just seeing that, um, in our life, that we have the food to do the things that can be enjoyed so that we can go live great lives, but let's yeah. see, yeah.
0: Great approach, yeah. And and it is interesting when you say that that could be the mold that gets broken just with that learned experience and um, environment that just helps those genes to um, stay quiet in a lot of ways.
1: Yes, yeah, I'm watch this space. I'm interested in myself too, Jackie, mm. to see how it heads. <laughs>
0: our little child
1: experiments
0: (laughs) well thank you Lexi is there anything else you'd like to add that we just have missed out or something you'd like to um, share with others or um, any kind of encouragement for those looking to sort of get started on um, their healing journey
1: Uh, yes Jackie I'd like to say um, I know that I did touch on this but it is one of the hardest things you will do recovery, but it is the most rewarding life on the other side. So there are so many days that you feel like, yes, I'm jumping on this um, recovery process, or you know, today's the day that I'm gonna do this. Don't be upset or I guess disheartened if two days down the track, something happens and um you're back on in the place that you thought you were it is a huge process and it's not that linear straight line it's recovery i wish that there was a pie chart the chart that i could give you to go this is going to happen here this is going to happen there by this time you're going to feel like this it's not it is a massive squiggly line mm. but you learn something through this that you kind of pick up little pieces on the way so If anyone that's starting on their journey, don't get discouraged. Um, You are learning in the process so much about yourself. And there it's honestly a really magic life on the other side. I never would have thought I was living the life I am now or the opportunities that present themselves just from keeping at it. So as much as that energy that you've got going into the diet, I can tell you that that energy and life is waiting for you on the other side. So you've absolutely Um. got this and good luck you've
0: got wonderful yeah you've got this i love that so at the on the show notes we'll add some links to some um support areas you can head to um and any uh, resources and books or links that you'd like to share lexi we can post up there for you as well thanks so much for sharing your story i'm sure it's um yeah it's wonderful to hear you giving back and i'm sure it wasn't um easy initially to um be so courageous as to you know be a beacon for those who are also in need so um yeah we're we're really grateful to have you as part of the australian weight loss surgery podcast
1: oh no it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me jackie
0: pleasure so we'll be in touch again as well thanks lexi thank you bye Thanks for listening. And just before you go, we would love to hear your feedback. So please give us a rating and review. For other interesting topics of conversation and inspiration, come and drop into our Facebook community at BNBariatric. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we hope you will share on your Facebook or Instagram and hit subscribe so
1: you'll never miss an episode.